Check. Okay. This is the first recording we made for this podcast. It's the summer of 2015, and Shira and I are just beginning our Should We Have Kids conversations. We're camping in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, and life is good. I don't know. What do you feel? I'm having such a good time just with you camping tonight. Like, we can hear the kids at the other campsite. Sounds like that family's having fun. But, like, the kind of intimacy that you and I are experiencing right now, just the two of us, we won't have that anymore. And I understand that it'll morph into something else. Like, the scope of the intimacy will expand out to the kids, probably. But we won't have this. And I guess maybe it's just, I'm just mourning that idea that you and I as a unit Oh my god, we're just expanding our unit. And it's growing. It's going to look so... It's going to allow us to explore and love each other in totally different ways. Yeah, I guess it's just inevitable. Something is lost. Something, you know, like we'll have less time together, but something new is gained. But the thing that's lost doesn't seem fun to lose. Welcome back to Pregnant Pause, the show that asks the question, should my wife Shira and I have kids? If you're just joining us for the first time, I'd suggest going back and starting at episode one. If you're not going to do that though, here's a quick summary of what you missed. Shira is ready to have kids. And me, I've got a lot of concerns. I'm concerned about poopy diapers and lack of sleep, teenage angst, and a climate change related apocalypse. I'm concerned that my relationship with Shira will never be as intimate as it is now. And I'm concerned that our kids will make us forget about who we were and what we cared about before they came around. If we don't have kids, we won't have to deal with any of that. On today's show, we're going to slip into the shoes of people who've opted out of parenthood. People who, for a whole bunch of reasons, thought about it and decided Life without kids is the life for them. First, there's Amy Blackstone. She's a sociologist who actually studies childlessness, and she and her husband are epic travelers. We just got back from a month in Italy. We're uh, preparing for a month on the island of Roatan off the coast of Honduras, and we do that every year. We've been going there every year for about the last 10 years for a month in the spring. So that's the next big trip we have planned. Well, hell yeah. Yeah. As I listened to Amy describe the traveling she and her husband do, it made me pretty jealous. It sounds amazing. Here's my wife, Shira, again. When I think about having kids, like the way that we currently travel, like will be totally different. Like we kind of do whatever we want, go on hikes for as long as we want, eat whenever we want. Our time is just ours. Yeah, our time and our money. I read for a middle-income family to raise a kid, it costs about $250,000 from birth to age 18. That's per kid. Next up, I want to introduce you to my dear friends, David and Beth. David is 33 and Beth is 26. I never had that maternal instinct to just want to have a baby. Yeah, it's not something I have a strong drive for. I think part of it is... I was the younger of two kids. I was the youngest of all my cousins and step-cousins. I never really had younger kids around. Plus, you know, we, we like to live our lives for us, and when you have a kid, you are 
you are committing yourself to 18, 26, you know, 50 years of, of parenting. The next voice in today's Child Free Show is Lon. He's an old friend of my dad's. And what I love about Lon is how certain he is in the path he and his wife Barbara have chosen. I found it very refreshing. So our life always has been about uh, travel. We, we like to play. We just, and I think without kids, we wouldn't have had the money, the means, uh, the ability, anything to, get, to be where we're at today with our experiences. Do you know what FOMO is? No. FOMO is fear of missing out. Do you ever have that? No, no, no. Uh, you know, there were times that I thought, oh, maybe I should have had a kid, but, you know, it gets, and then I then I, I turn the TV on and I forget about it, <laughs> you know, or I, <laughs> I immediately get distracted. Lon, how old are you? 71. How long have you and Barbara been together? Well, we've been together 52 years. We've been married over 47. Wow, that's amazing. And And how's your relationship? Great, great. You know, I have the best wife. I married way above my station. That's how I feel. So you, so you never, um, you never tried with her to have kids. Yeah. No. Uh, I don't think we we don't have any regrets about not having kids. We've had we we've had and are having a great life. The last person I'm going to introduce you to today is Janet. I am a longtime reporter, and I'm 55. I grew up assuming I'd be a dad one day. It might have been because it seemed like my mom and dad liked being parents, or because nearly every adult I knew had kids. At least when I was younger, I didn't have a child-free person or child-free couple in my life. So I was curious to know how Janet thought about her future when she was a kid. I didn't see my future as being quote-unquote normal, as you say. You know, you had this image of, you know, how it should be. Like, you will have a child, you will get married. Those were things that were not on my list ever. You know, like, I was 15 and saying, I'm never getting married and I'm never having kids. I think you have to understand uh, a number of things about my childhood. I was an only child, and that presents its own dynamic. I was also adopted when I was very young. Not only was I adopted, but I was adopted into a really complicated family where my parents had this horrible relationship. My father was abusive to my mother. Uh, So it was a volatile upbringing. You know, my childhood was uh, not great. Uh, By any stretch of the imagination, I think my parents were horrible parents. They just didn't make the effort. Even though Lon and Janet both talk about having it rough growing up, the sociologist and world traveler, Amy Blackstone, she cautions me not to make direct connections between unhappy childhoods and an eventual child-free life. I actually started the research assuming that maybe people who choose not to have kids have you know some experience from their childhood that's driven them to to make the choice not to be parents themselves and i have not found that to be the case at all um i've interviewed 70 child-free women and men and uh, if there's a theme at all with respect to childhood experiences it is that people have shared that because they saw what a what a hard job parenting was and they respect what a good job their own parents did and because of that they've been driven to you know to recognize that this is this is not a, a something that's right for them 
when I imagine a life without kids, I think about travel for sure. And I think about all the time I'd have for myself and for Shira and for my work. What's your life like, you know, as, as an adult who doesn't have the, the tethering of kids? I, I got to spend a lot of time with myself. I got to... This is Janet, the journalist again. Do things that I enjoy, like movement and creative moments alone or reading or just doing nothing at all or thinking or being able to go to ashrams and you know, do yoga and I go to ballet class, I spend time at an animal shelter or being able to stop and save, you know, a couple of wild baby raccoons. Wait, you've done that? You've saved, you've saved baby raccoons? I have done that. Yeah. I, I've done crazy stuff like that. Like say rescue animals that you see, uh, that, you know, are injured like I have all these <laughs> emergency contacts for wildlife in my phone so that I can like, you know, do something if because you usually have time, you know, it's just work. You can be like, oh, I'm going to be an hour late or two hours late. Uh, I wish I could say something more profound about what I'm able to do or, you know, that I'm making some great uh, contribution to society because I don't have kids. <laughs> I mean, the baby raccoons alone. <laughs> Yeah, right. That's really nice. Most people would just walk right by. Uh, yeah, perhaps. Or maybe not. You know, that, I, I mean, it's not like having children precludes you from doing stuff like that. I just, I do think that it, it helped me at certain times in my life to be like, wait a minute, I have time to do this. Back to my conversation with friends David and Beth. So four years into your relationship, tell me how you're feeling about the kid question. Still, I'm very against it, and after the election, I'm even more against it than I was um, previously, just because I have new fears, new um, apprehensions about bringing a child into this world. Yeah, I mean, Beth and I, for most of our relationship, I think, have both agreed that we just don't want to have kids, and it upsets our parents a lot. I've had my parents tell me that I'd be a good father, and I tell them that's fine, but it's not a reason to have kids. <laughs> Coming up after the break, aging without children. Oh, I'm so fucked. <laughs> if you're a Pregnant Pause fan, please tell your people. Like us, tweet us, share us, write a review on iTunes. Um... Next time you're in a crowded place, just start screaming Pregnant Pause Podcast. It all helps. Our website is PregnantPausePodcast.com. Thanks for listening. My grandpa Lloyd died last year. He was 99. And as long as I was living in Detroit, I saw him all the time. So did his son and daughter and the rest of our family. We made a point to have dinner every Sunday at the old folks' home where he lived. My mom and uncle and aunt spent a ton of time taking care of him these last few years, cleaning his apartment, calling nurses, refilling his supply of nutrition shakes. I can't imagine how hard and lonely it would have been for him had his family not been around. And it's hard for me to imagine being an old man without kids and grandkids in the picture. Here's Shira. You know, as a doctor, I'm surrounded by people dying all the time and I've seen so many 
like older folks like pass away in the hospital who do not have kids and they have nobody around them and they're like just dying alone or like just dying with like a random stranger such as myself holding their hand maybe this is sentimental but I was definitely really pained when I was around people who would die and I didn't even have any buddy or any children to call to even let them know I think one of the reasons a lot of people have kids consciously or subconsciously is so they have someone to take care of them do you think about that yes here's janet again oh i'm so fucked <laughs> like i am so alone in the li- in my life um but i think in a, i mean i just i don't know how to say that i mean i just i feel that um my whole life has been, in a way, this mission of forcing me to take care of stuff alone, you know? And uh, so I guess we'll, I'll find out what happens. When we were younger, and I'm trying to remember, I remember saying the only reason I could think for having kids were all selfish. Well, I wanted somebody to carry on the name. It's no big deal. I don't care. Um, there was, um, yeah. well, I want somebody to take care of me when I'm older. That doesn't happen. You're lucky, you know, if your kids are around nowadays, even in the same state, even in the same country. I don't really think about, like, the future of, like, oh, what am I going to do when I get old? It's going to suck either way, probably. Um, Just getting old in general. Yeah, and I have a niece and nephew, so they can they can do something for me I think (laughs) I mean they're you know they're like they'll be in my will so just kind of let them know that they have to kind of they have to work for it I think a little bit just like kids do I mean hopefully the reason to have a child is not to have a caretaker in your old age here's Amy the sociologist again and if you're lucky and you have one uh, and and they happen to do that that's great I guess the way I think about the aging question is that it's the same question for anyone, whether they have children or not. We should all be making plans for ourselves as we age that don't depend on um, a a person that we've created. In my 20s, like, there was a woman who lived up the street from us, and she, imagine, she, like, did this, like, in the 40s and 50s when nobody did this. She and her husband had no children. And um, I never asked her if she could not have children or what the deal was, but I would go visit her and hang out with her. And her husband died, and she was so incredibly sad and alone. Like, and I would spend my weekends, like, when I was, like, 30. That's what I would do. I would go hang out with her, you know? And um, and I had this sense of being like, wow, maybe when this happens to me, someone will come visit me because I have this feeling like I will be alone like this woman. I haven't thought about it that much, but, I mean, I have uh, two really close elderly friends um, and I would take care of them in an instant you know they're I think that you can be older and have young young friends and therefore you know you have people who care about you and even if they're not related to you and that in some ways is better because there's not the obligation of blood it's it's just the 
I want to be there for you because I am, I've learned so much from you. You know, not having kids is kind of a way that you can adopt whomever you want as, as, your, as your spiritual successor. I'm so grateful to everyone who is willing to talk to me for today's episode. I got a lot of no's from other people before David, Beth, Amy, Janet, and Lon kindly said yes to being in the show. I really respect this bunch for trusting themselves enough to know what they want or what they don't want. Us actually talking about what it would be like to not have kids and how like certain parts of how great your life could be child-free, it reinforces why I want to have kids because I've come to a point that I'm okay giving that up. Right, when you're okay with conceding okay maybe we're not going to pick up and move to another country for six months yeah and when as romantic as that is you're you're fine with being anchored here yeah not to say that parents you know don't take their kids on adventures and i think that is also like makes it exciting that i think so many of the things that i think would be great about being child free i think we can also incorporate in our lives with children looks different more complicated, more logistics, more money, more money, less freedom. You know what I mean? Like more stress. I think it'll be worth it. Next week on Pregnant Pause, prenatal vitamins. Feel my heartbeat right now. Are you nervous? Yeah. What are you nervous about? <laughs> I didn't know I we were starting I now. I, well, no, you're not. He doesn't like it. Either. He takes some vitamins. To mark the spot where I first realized. That's it for this week. Our website is pregnantpausepodcast.com. Tweet, like, share, review us on iTunes. It's all a huge help. Thank you. Pregnant Pause is produced and edited by Shira and me. We had production help from Max, Jenna, Henry, and Josh at Pineapple Street Media. Kira Denham is our graphic designer. We had editorial help this week from Laura Idema Shawnette, Katie Cum, and Cozy Trieste. I also want to thank Osa Sikir, whose radio documentary, The Not Moms, led me to Amy Blackstone. You can check that out at her website, A-S-E-C-H-E-R.com. Our theme song comes from the film Rocket Science. That song and a bunch of other music for the podcast comes from the great Eve Barsley. Find him at Bandcamp. And thanks to Michigan's own Ghostly Songs for additional music. If you have an interest in sponsoring the show, write me at pregnantpausepodcast at gmail.com. You're not going to want to miss next week's show. It's a real doozy. Talk to you then. The spot where I first saw it clear.